0: by Alana Davis. You might've heard her on any other Shopify podcasts, including her own website rescue podcast. She's a Shopify superhero who works with e-com shops to remove friction from the buying process, rescuing websites to attract more visitors, provide better SEO and increase conversion rates without having to redo everything and completely rebuild the website, which I love because redesigns are expensive. They're painful and they never really seem to end. So, Alana, thank you so much for joining me on Pit Stop.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And it's always fun to, maybe we'll play a little Two Truths and a Lie. We'll bury the, the true answer in one of the episodes, but you have a set of triplets yourself, which is funny because you are triplets and you're also a vegan. So two yeah. of those things are true. One of them is a lie. We will give the answer at the end of one of the episodes. <laughs> so you have to listen to find out which one is true. So, Alana, thank you so much for joining me. The Just like your podcast, it's short, tactical, and really to the point. And one thing that you've been talking about and working on lately is just the homepage errors, which is just talk about mission critical errors it's your it's your homepage it's your base it's the one page you can almost guarantee people will come to so what are you finding on the homepage that's just causing merchants and brands to just bleed money left and right
1: you know i think um when you first land on the homepage the first thing that you usually see is that that top image it's either a hero image which is like a single large banner or it's a carousel of sorts that, sh- that kind of moves as you're staring at it. And I think that that is like the number one thing that people see. You literally have five seconds <laughs> for folks to make a, a choice as to whether or not they're going to look further. And this really is where a lot of Shopify stores miss the, the mark on it. And I think what they do is they spend so much time and so much money developing this idealism of what they want their brand to look like and, and don't even pay attention to what the the visitor is actually looking for. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that they create this carousel or this image that is targeting what the problems they want to solve. I, I, as the owner want to say, here's my latest sale, or here's the product I want to shove in your face, but they're not actually the solving the problem that the visitor is looking for. That is like the number one issue with this top image.
0: Yeah. And that's such a good point of your problem is a brand or a business might be that you have overstock on your new item. Let's say it's a, an iPhone 12 case, the iPhone sales weren't as good as you thought. so now you have more and you're really trying to promote it, but your customers just don't want that at all. They want your, your AirPods case that or your AirPods skin, which you became really known for. And, but you've buried that and you made it too hard to buy. So now people instead of when they get their AirPods pro, they just go and they can't find it. They think you only do phone cases. Now you've discontinued it. You haven't updated the new version, you know, that's your flagship product. So then they go on Amazon and buy a competitor for dirt cheap.
1: Yeah. Or, or even, you know, you have a, a bundle that you're trying to sell, like, Hey, come shop this bundle. Well, I don't want the bundle. Like, And what does the bundle do to me? Like, why do I want the bundle? What's in it? What What if I don't
0: use everything? Yeah, like what happens?
1: So it's just not it's not valuable. And and what should be happening instead is that you're saying, okay, if most of my customers are buying because of this reason, um, maybe they are looking for um, a youth serum. If you're a skincare brand, they're looking for a youth serum. And that's your top-selling product. Then you should be using content on that initial image that is targeting towards what they're looking for, not hey buy this bundle of skincare products because I don't care. I'm looking for the youth serum.
0: Oh, that's such a, that's just such a better example than my my phone case and, <laughs> and, and AirPods. But if people are coming looking for the youth serum, they don't want the face masks. They don't want the the daily treatment. They want the serum that they're going to remember to put on once a week. They don't want a bunch of stuff cluttering up their their bathroom. That's such a good example of a brand trying to push their agenda down their customers' throats.
1: Yeah, and I think you know I, I sort of touched on carousels earlier. It's a similar thing where if you the store owner has all of these messages that you want to get across what happens is that you create a carousel because some marketer told you to create a carousel or a slider that will shift and rotate through these images i sort of equate this to like a candy a kid you know a kid wanting a piece of candy and you say here, child, you can have this candy, and right before they're about to grab it, they say "just kidding," and they take it away because you can't even click on the image or on the the buy now button or whatever before the image shifts to the next one. Yeah,
0: and then you see something, and then maybe you see something in the hero that you're looking at, and then your eyes move down a little bit. Maybe you scroll if you're on your, especially if you're on your phone. and Then you come back up, and the the homepage looks totally different because instead of the uh, serum and the nice bathroom image, say, all of a sudden now it's a bunch of people and you can't even remember what you were looking at.
1: Yeah. And and I think that's a huge factor in it too, right? It's like, did I see that? Did, was that this company? Do I remember that they sold this thing that I was looking for? And when you show the next image, their mind can't like transition that fast. So either they're still thinking about whatever you were already showing them or they're now trying to figure out what you're showing them now, and they can't like transition. They can't make that quick call. So what happens is that they either scroll or they close the window. And for me, I close the window because I can't concentrate on the, the page when it's moving that fast. I actually It makes me dizzy, so I can't do it. So you run the risk of either ignoring whatever is actually in that carousel or they just move on and close the window altogether.
0: And I'm hoping you'll prove me wrong here. I've never heard of a use case where a carousel has increased conversion rates or been a good idea. Does that streak end today? Is there ever a good use case for a carousel?
1: No, I, I cannot tell you a single time where a carousel for me has demonstrated any added value than having just a still image that doesn't rotate. And I think it's similar to GIFs. I've had clients that will put GIFs as their, um, their hero image instead of a carousel. But it's, it's the same thing. If, if it's rotating, if it's changing too much, people can't process it. So there is no time that I can ever think of where a carousel provides value. I genuinely believe this was created by some marketer who said, shove as much as you possibly can into this spot. So you can get all of the traffic focusing on that. And it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, the uh, the directive was to get as much information above the fold as possible. Yeah. Anyway, Alana, thank you so much for episode one of Pit Stop. We're going to record a couple more. Do you want to let everyone know which one was the lie?
1: No, I kind of enjoy. All right. <laughs> Not sharing. Just, if
0: you want to know which one of the two truths and the lie we played at the beginning of the game, check out Alana's podcast. Alana, where can people find you?
1: You could find me uh, at alanadavis.com or on Twitter at Alana Davis. The name is I-L-A-N-A. Davis is D-A-V-I-S.
0: Thanks so much. And we will see everyone back here tomorrow. Getting an appearance on television in primetime can lead to a large number of sales. Just ask anyone who was in the tank pitching their business or the co-founder of TB12 what happened after he won the Super Bowl or whatever I'm allowed to call it in this ad for ShipBob. TB12 had four times their normal sales volume in December and they were able to get all of those orders out on time because they're partnered with ShipBob. You can partner with ShipBob too. Head to shipbob.com. Get a quote. See what difference it could make for your business. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.